Hello Upper East Siders, it's Gossip Girl here. I'm just kidding. I really wanted to use that for today's episode because it's going to be a little bit spicy, a little bit gossipy, but hopefully really helpful for you guys. And it's something that I have recorded an episode on before in the past and then actually deleted it, never posted it. But I feel really called to talk about this topic because I am part of the coaching industry, you know, as well as social media management in my agency. I also sell online courses and masterminds and I have purchased many, 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 many courses and programs online and I've experienced a lot. I've had people refusing to give me refunds for canceled programs. I've bought programs for many thousands of dollars and been uh, really disappointed by the quality. And I just wanted to chat through a little bit about my experience. I'm not going to name names in this episode and I don't want it to be really negative, like I'm calling people out or having a bitch and a moan. What I want this episode to be is really informative for those looking and shopping around for courses so that they can find something and invest in something that they're not going to be disappointed in. And I also want this episode to be educational for those looking at going into the coaching industry or those who already are so that they can improve their programs and learn from other people's mistakes and hear what it's like from a user experience, from a customer experience and potential improvements that they could make. So that is the goal of this episode. I don't want to have a go at anyone. If I allude to someone and you might be able to Sherlock Holmes and figure it out, (laughs) please don't like post about it on the internet or anything like that. I doubt that's going to happen because my community is a little small one and you're all amazing. And I don't think you'd do that. Uh, But that's my little disclaimer for today's episode. And now let's get into it. Let's get into the juicy stuff. Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Alan, a former nine to five escapee turned six figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. being a big fan of the coaching industry because following coaches whether they were in the business space the social media space it really inspired me to start my business and I don't think I'd be here today if that didn't really exist as a space or a niche on the internet there were youtubers I followed youtube was a big one like watching people's vlogs where they just showed their daily life and I was like ah I want that. I need that. That's going to be me. So they were amazingly influential in starting my business. And the first month that I actually decided to start my side hustle back in March 2019, like officially I'd been playing around with like a couple of two, two free clients and finally decided to actually put my prices out there and my packages and try start a business. And in that month, I also decided to invest in a business coach. It was a group coaching program all about building a side hustle. And it was around, I believe, 800 New Zealand dollars, I think. And that was a huge amount of money for me at that time. I had to dip into my savings and it was quite scary because again, I'd never really experienced anything with this coaching world before in terms of 
buying a program or buying an online course. I don't think I'd even done any sort of online course at that point, which is wild because now I can't even keep up with how many online courses that I have done. But anyway, my first experience was super positive, like the majority of my coaching experiences. And suddenly that month, I made $1,000 in my business. So I made back all of the money that I invested into this course within four weeks and an extra $200. So that was fabulous. It was my goal. And it was totally wild to me that I could reach that in just four weeks. And again, I say this a lot when I talk about my story, like $1,000 doesn't seem like a lot to a lot of people. Maybe it's quite small. But for me, that was a really massive goal. So I was very, very proud of myself. But the key thing that I took away from that was the power of signing up to work with the right coach and how motivating that could be, how much it made your skills grow and develop and how much it accelerated your growth. I know for sure I would not have hit that milestone as quickly if I hadn't have signed up for that course because not only was it the things I was learning, but it was also the accountability. I was like, okay, I've invested $800 here. Let's make it work. (laughs) So I would wake up early. I would work after work. I'd get home, um, have a snack, and then get right into my work I needed to do for my side hustle. And it was just really motivating. And from that moment on, I was really addicted to courses and coaches and finding the right program for me. And you guys will know the big one, I think, that I invested in next. I don't believe I bought any major programs in the journey of that side hustle until until kind of further on. There may have been a few small courses, but when I shifted to go full time, I decided to invest in the Vanessa Lau Boss Graham Academy program. If you guys are longtime followers, you'll know that I did an interview with Vanessa over on her podcast. So definitely go check that out. I'll link it down below in the show notes. It's a really fun episode. It was recorded um, like a year ago. Was it a year or two years? Might have been two years ago. Oh my gosh. No, kind of been because that would have been in COVID. Must have been just over a year ago. (laughs) But anyway, uh, I kind of share my little bit of my journey and my thoughts on the program there. So definitely check that out. And you guys will know that I really, I really love this program and I really back it. And the reason I signed up was because I was interested in offering coaching services myself because I had seen and experienced firsthand the power and the difference that this made in people's lives. Of course, that program is what kind of taught me everything I needed to know about group coaching or first private coaching, then group coaching. And then I took all of those skills and created the Dishing Up Digital School course and program now. So it was the foundation for all of that. And up until that point, my course, my courses experience and coaching experience had been super positive. And it wasn't until I guess later that year, kind of like late 2020, oh no, early 2020, it did, it did shift quite quickly. <laughs> and one of the things about the coaching industry is there are people that will often look at it and be like, okay, is this an MLM? Like, is this a, a scheme? Because the coaches coach people who go on and coach more people to become coaches who become coaches and coach more people. And it is a little bit of this like pyramid, right? And a lot of people do view it as quite scammy. And it can get really kind of depressing if you let those people get to you and you work in the coaching space because it makes you feel like your work has no value or purpose, not going to lie. And for me, I know that my course, particularly the Dishing Up Digital School, has helped so many people start their own social media management business and completely change their lives. So I totally back coaching as an amazing way to transform your life. And I've seen the results and I've experienced it firsthand. However, 
They are kind of right in that there are people in the coaching world who have the wrong motivations. And I feel like this is the longest intro ever and I'm kind of skirting around this topic because I'm a little bit nervous. But I wanted to share with you probably four key bad experiences that I've had and hopefully it will be insightful for you guys, as I said in my introduction. The first one was me signing up for a retreat. And you guys know I started my business right before the pandemic. So it's kind of not going to be a surprise that this story ended with the retreat getting canceled because all of the borders shut down. And I remember when this happened was when it was, it must've been either late February or early March. So it was right when things started to get a little bit crazy, but flights weren't being canceled yet. So I had booked flights to Bali for this retreat. The business retreat was two or three days, I believe. And my, my friend Daniel and I were also going over to spend a week together. And then I was going to stay on for another two weeks by myself, which I was so excited about. I'd booked this really awesome accommodation. I'd invested all the money paying for the accommodation, the flights, the retreat, the retreat was quite expensive as well. But I was like, YOLO, single Ellen, you know, launching her business. I'm so ready for this. I'm a full-time entrepreneur. This is everything I wanted to do. And then the big C came along and ruined everything. Gosh, COVID. Oh my gosh. So at the time the retreat was canceled, um, I was still planning on going to Bali. So I was really annoyed. I was like, well, now I'm going all the way to Bali and sure, I'm going to have a great holiday, but like, I really wanted to go for this retreat. And what really annoyed me was there was an email that was sent out that had a whole bunch of red flag emojis and said, urgent, 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 please open. So automatically my mailing system sent that to spam because the title looked super spammy. And then I was sort of scrolling through one of my email addresses literally gets like a hundred spam emails a day. So I skimmed through them quite quickly and then delete all of them. So I deleted this email that told me my retreat was being canceled. The way that I found out was through Instagram stories. It was this coach being like, oh, so I had to cancel my retreat and I contacted everyone last week and I'm so glad everyone's totally fine with it. They're either going to wait till we can have the retreat or they're going to invest in my other programs. And I'm sitting there being like, um, what? What? Is this my retreat? Is this another retreat? I'm so confused right now. And I reached out to her and she was like, oh, babe, yeah, I was going to email you um, again because I hadn't heard back from you. And this is a key mistake that I want to bring up with you guys. If you ever have to change your program or your course or your offer or your retreat, make sure you contact every single person individually multiple times. If they don't reply, make sure everybody has a decision locked in and that it's all understood before you announce it on social media. Because I lost a huge amount of respect from this coach and creator when I found out that something I had invested thousands of dollars into was being canceled and no one had bothered to tell me. That's what it felt like because obviously I didn't know that I'd received an email at that point. Then what made things worse for me was the emails that I then was sort of contacted with and given information came from her business partner. So it wasn't even from her. And I went back and essentially said that I would like a refund because the retreat was no longer being held. And it blew up into this massive argument with her business partner because I had signed a contract that said no refunds, which I was like, yes, I'm happy to sign that if I, you know, for some reason couldn't make the trip anymore. And that was on me. 
I would forfeit that money and that would be fine. And maybe I could attend virtually, you know, watch it on Zoom. But my point was that the retreat wasn't being held anymore, right? This, this thing that I had signed up and paid for did not exist. Therefore, I wanted a refund. So there was so much back and forth. And at one point I had to like threaten my consumer guarantee rights and all of that kind of stuff. And eventually they're like, yeah, okay, here's your money back. And I never heard a word from the coach themselves apart from that one message when I was like, what are you talking about my retreat? And she was like, oh yeah, sorry, babe. Everything else came from her business partner. It was very serious. It was very aggressive. And it made me realize like the, the tone of which I looked at this coach totally changed because I realized they were a business and the way that they operated was not this like friendly coach that I saw online. There was like this very kind of hungry and aggressive side to it. And again, this was just my experience and I still follow this coach actually. I refollowed them about a year later because I do really love their work. And with this episode, I'm not trying to discredit any of these women either because I do think they do amazing work and they do change people's lives. And some of these coaches I had done other programs with and had an amazing experience. So I probably would still work with some of these people again as well. But it was just, that was an interesting one because it made me realize that sometimes it's not just this friendly person on the internet there it can turn ugly quickly when the conversation becomes around money and refunds that was the only course that I've ever had like an issue with a refund or actually it's the only course that I've actually wanted a refund for apart from Vanessa's program initially because I was just terrified and again listen to her podcast interview with me to hear me talk about that a little bit more um but the other courses that I've done a lot of the things are just small problems. So I'm from New Zealand and if I sign up for a $3,000 coaching program, I do expect that coach to make somewhat of an effort to have some of the calls in my time zone. And there's been a lot that I've gone to where I've signed up and then they've just been like, cool, every single call that we're having for the next four weeks is going to be at 3 a.m. New Zealand time. And for me, I'm someone that really likes to rotate my coaching call time. So in the Dishing Up Digital School, we have live calls in our Facebook group and we have them twice a month. So I'm always trying to switch up the times from like super early morning to late morning to evening New Zealand time and just making sure everyone at least has a chance to attend live. But also try to do the occasional one on the weekends, even though I don't like to work on the weekends. I know, a lot, I know a lot of people are side hustling and that's just something that I will do for my paying clients. And I found a lot of other coaches don't have that same approach to me. So that's one thing I would tell you guys, if you're looking at signing up for a program, don't be afraid to ask what the call times are and what time zone it's in. The other problem I've had a lot is signing up for people's programs and then feeling like it's just palmed off to their secondary coach or their support coach, they often call them. And often it means you don't get any face-to-face -face time or support or answers from the actual coach that you signed up to do the program with. So although a lot of coaches sell support coaches in their packages as like a selling point or a bonus, like look at all this additional support you're gonna get, it's amazing. You don't get just me, you get this person. I'm actually quite wary of it now. I actually think it's a downsell. And this is actually also why I quite like signing up for programs with smaller coaches and creators because I feel like they really give it their all and a lot of the time you get a lot more like personal involvement from them. One of the other bad experiences that I had in 
2021, I believe, was a coach that I had literally been following for five, six years. And they were someone who I had put a photo on on my vision board of them in the past because I was like, I want to be like you. I'm obsessed with you. You are living the dream. And it was always on my kind of dream goal list to work with them at one stage. And I remember they were advertising, they were having this particular sale for this particular event. And it was meant to be a bundle of all of their courses and programs, plus their mastermind, plus a 27% discount. So what I did was I went onto their website and I added up the cost of all of these courses that they had advertised and then the cost of their mastermind and then took 27% off it. And I was like, okay, this is a lot of money, but I think I can do it. And I think it's worth it because of the, the price. Then when I inquired, again, it's one of those classic things coaches do. Again, I hate this is when they advertise a program or a bundle deal and they don't put the price on that. I have another story about that shortly. Um, But basically I got in touch and be like, yeah, I, I think I can afford this. I'm really keen. And then I got sent a payment link for nine and a half thousand US dollars. And I just went WTF, I calculated 5,000. And when I asked her about it, I was like, oh, that's actually more than I thought. And she was like, oh yeah, it's, it's more because you're getting a 12 month access to my mastermind, not six months. And I went back and I did the math again. And even if I doubled the price of that particular mastermind, it still did not add up with any sort of discount. And this is something I really hate about the coaching industry. A lot of people will advertise a sale and there's not actually a sale. Or they'll bump up their prices and then say it's on sale when actually it's not. It's the standard price. They just increase their prices for the sale period. And there is a lot of this that happens, unfortunately. And I think it's just the same any industry you you look at or you work in. There's always going to be a portion of people trying to take advantage of others and trying to kind of weasel their way through the game there's going to be people who push boundaries and so it's not just the coaching industry it's not to say the coaching industry is scammy and full of scam artists but I think there's people like that in any industry that you look at and yeah that was just what my experience of finding this coach and then being like oh my gosh like this doesn't make any sense you're just trying to tell me it's a really good deal and it's not so if you are someone who's a course creator or a coach This is a reminder for you not to treat your audience like they're idiots. (laughs) They know, they can figure out if this is a good deal, if it's actually on sale. So if you're going to put something on sale, stand by it, actually do it. Have it up for a time period. When that time period closes, close the sale. All of that stuff, just be a really good, authentic human being. I did actually try working with this particular coach again later that year with a smaller course. I was like, okay, let me invest invest this $2,000 to just do a bit of a trial run and see how I like this coach before investing more. And I'm really glad I did that because her coaching style just did not work for me and I didn't really gain anything from that program. I always say it's not a loss. Like I learned something. I learned what not to do essentially. And I picked up some tips around creating workbooks and structuring lessons to teach people. So it's basically learning from her structure and doing her course. But the course content itself was really underwhelming for me. Um, I remember like sitting on one of the group coaching calls and I asked her a question or it was like a live stream in the Facebook group. And I asked a question around like, hey, this is where I'm at in my business. What's the main thing to focus on if I want to scale to this number 
and this number of audience. And I just got this super waffly uh, response like, oh, well, you're a social media manager. So like you should know about marketing. So just like really focus on your marketing. And I just sat there like, yeah, I kind of figured that, but I was hoping for more insight as someone who's like a seven figure business owner, like what were the biggest things that shifted the needle for you? And yeah, it just, it was really disappointing that program. So I think it's important to really explore the coaches that you're, you're working with. And if you can try out a smaller, lower ticket program first, that's great. It's exactly why on my website, you can buy one-off masterclasses or workshops, or I have my social success series, which is a three-part workshop. And it's an amazing sort of mini course in itself. I'll link it down below again, if you're interested. Uh, but it's also a way for someone to see if they like my coaching style and they want to learn more from me before investing in something like the Dishing Up Digital School, which is a $1,200 program. So more recently this year, I've probably had two courses or two programs that I've signed up for or tried to sign up for and had a really disappointing experience with. The first one was one of the most expensive programs that I've bought. And I wanted to sign up for it last year. Uh, and that was the first time they were launching the course. So it was being taught live. And I was like, oh, that's so awesome. But it wasn't in my budget. And this is a great note for you guys. Don't feel the need to invest in these courses if it's going to bankrupt you, if it's going to send you into the red. I'm all for investing in yourself. But if it's going to make things really financially difficult for you, do not do it. Trust me. So the lesson for me there was, you know, just to wait. And it actually opened up again this year. And I was like, perfect. I can afford it now. This is the right time. This is amazing. But one of the things that really kind of irritated me was it was the same price as that first round that had launched last year. But this time I wasn't getting any live calls, any live support. The only thing in there was recorded videos from the previous times live streams. So it was essentially a course, a self-study program, but it wasn't even like proper lessons. It was just recordings from previous live streams. And again, I love, 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 love the coach that ran this program and I still got a lot of value out of it. But I think the price worked out to be I think it was just under 2000 US dollars. And at that time, the exchange rate wasn't too awful. So it was around 3000 or just over 3000 New Zealand dollars. So it was a really big investment, right? It was the most I'd spent on a course like this year. And it was just a little bit disappointing for that price to just be watching replays of live streams. And the replays were also really low res. Um, they were formatted to be like watched on a phone, which I thought was a bit odd. Like they were portrait. Uh, there was also no presentations or structure to the sessions. They would have a couple of like points they wanted to discuss. Uh, it would be like a general topic, but then they would just kind of ramble and talk and ask people watching for questions. And again, I learned a lot and I'm still really happy I took that course, but I wish I'd only paid like a thousand dollars for it rather than 3000. Then I would have found it super happy and yeah, I think in the coaching world, I'm all for women charging their worth and charging a premium. And I think it's really beautiful to see coaches out there, female coaches in particular, earning multiple millions. Like that is so inspiring and just so cool to see a woman doing that. When you think back to 
even one, two generations ago, how that wasn't even possible. I just freaking love it. But at the same time, I think it's really important for you guys to know if you want to offer a course or a coaching program that you need to back it up with the value, right? If you want to charge three, four, five thousand $5,000 for a program, it has to be packed with value. So yeah, that was an important lesson for me. And I felt as a coach myself, it was really important to make sure my students never had that experience and that there was always value packed into a program. And then this brings me to the final coaching experience that I wanted to address and talk about. And it's something that happened more recently. And this is the one that I put last because I'm a little bit shy to talk about it because I think it's, if you follow me and you follow the same people, you're probably really easily going to be able to figure out who it is because it's more recent as well. But basically one of my favorite coaches opened up a very high level, high ticket mastermind. I've been looking, and spoiler alert, I'm still looking, (laughs) for a mastermind to join for a long time. Something that is a premium price. I do want to make that investment in myself. But at the same time, I struggle to find people who are at the right level as me. I'm kind of in this awkward in-between where I've hit six figures, so I don't need help getting there. But I haven't hit seven figures. Like, I'm not a millionaire yet. And I'm just floating in this in-between area where I'm like trying to find someone who's at my level, who's a coach that I just gel with both like ethically and also just like the way that they market, the way that they run their business is how I want to do it. And I also want a retreat experience. Like I want a mastermind where I can fly to the US and meet them in person. That's been something like looking around my office right now at my vision boards. Every single vision board that I've made in the last few years has travel pictures on it. It's just everything that I wanted. I remember before the pandemic looking at my my vision board that's actually on the floor at the moment from um, 2020. I have so many travel pictures. Like I was planning on going to Bali, obviously, in May. But I was also planning a trip to uh, potentially India with a client And then I was just going to YOLO and go to New York for New Year's Eve. I was like, how cool would it be to be in New York? (laughs) But anyway, I digress a little bit here. (laughs) Back to the story. So this mastermind came out and it was just exactly what I wanted. And I felt still quite intimidated signing up for it because I was like, oh, am I good enough? I'm only just squeaking over like the income requirement Um, and also like, I don't have the biggest following and I could see from the advertisements, the other people that were already in the program were bigger than me. So it made me feel quite nervous. And I did have, I'm not going to lie. I did have a moment guys where I was totally stuck in that comparison boat. And I felt a bit shit about myself, even applying. I was like, Ellen, what are you even doing? You're not freaking good enough. Stop this. And I think that's important to bring up because I talk a lot about comparison and how this can be a killer in your business. But even as someone who's very aware of this, as someone who's been in the game for a while, as someone who would consider herself quite a confident person, even I can fall victim to this at times. So I ended up pushing through, obviously, and applying. And and then I kind of did some inner work. I did some journaling after a little bit of a low day. I was like, you know what? Pull yourself together, Alan. You are so worthy. These people would be lucky to work with you and to be in a group with you. And also, if you don't want to be in this mastermind, that's okay too. It doesn't mean you're not worthy. And that's something that I'm really focusing a lot on at the moment with my journaling and my self-development is my worthiness and not attaching my worthiness to my job or to external things like 
oh, if I'm in this person's mastermind, then I'm so worthy. Like I've just made it. It really means that I'm successful. And I, it, it's actually quite hard to disattach from that once you start that inner work. So it's a bit of a process for me. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie. And if you guys would like another episode on that, definitely flick me a message. I'd love to talk more about it. But anyway, my issues with this whole experience was just how putting through this blind application and having to wait 48 hours for a response just made me feel so shit about myself. And it's actually made me rethink whether I want my my own mastermind that I have, which is called Scale on Social. It's kind of the next level up from the Dishing Up Digital School, if you haven't heard me mention it before. And it's where you can work one-on-one with me and we also have group calls and it will be opening up for enrollment very soon. So make sure you're following me on Instagram. But I've also always had an application page for that. And now that I've experienced that myself as a user, I think I might want to take away the application. Like, I think I might just add, like, let's jump on a Zoom call before your your final payment, like book in to chat with me rather than this. Oh, I just didn't like it. Like, it felt like a click in school. Like, I was trying to get into the cool kids club. And it was really upsetting for me for that first day and that first experience of just not feeling good enough. And the fact that this application was like, you have to be making a minimum of six figures. Tell us all of your social channels and how many followers you have. What's your current funnels? What are they kind of operating at? So I'm putting in like my deep funnels of my business and my um, purchase percentages from my funnels and everything. And I was like, I don't like this. Like this is making me feel yuck. And it was just really interesting for me to experience that because from a business perspective, I totally understand an application to get into a program because you're pre-qualifying your leads, you're making sure that everyone's the right fit, that it's going to be a really good group. And that's why I've always had an application for my mastermind. But from that flip side of being the user experiencing it or the customer, it was just very interesting. So I'm kind of putting my hat on and thinking about other ways to do it. Oh, the other thing I really hated was there was no price. So I had to pay to apply for this mastermind, which again was interesting. So I had to pay and it did say you would get refunded if you weren't accepted and everything. So that was okay. But the fact that I had to pull out my credit card to even see the application page, it didn't make me feel comfortable. And then the fact that I had paid and I put through this whole application and then, spoiler alert, I got rejected. So I didn't get accepted into this mastermind. And the fact that it was just like no interaction again with the coach themselves, it was all of their team and it just feels really disconnected, even though this particular coach, I'd been on the wait list for this program for a couple of months and I'd messaged them. We had sent many voice messages backwards and forth as she was developing the program and she wanted feedback from a potential customer. And it was just the fact that I didn't get any messages from her, it was from her team members, was also a bit icky. And then the fact that I was never told the price of what I was signing up for. I just said in the application stage, like, are you willing to make a five-figure investment? And I was like, well, yes, but what is a five-figure investment? Is it $10,000 or is it $50,000? Because there's quite a big difference there. And I currently don't have a price on the scale on Social Mastermind just because this is only, I've only run it once before. So I'm waiting for all of my 
feedback from my students and I'm going to redevelop the program and change it. It's going to be a little bit longer this time. And that means I'm going to have to adjust the price. So I haven't decided on a price, which is the only reason there's no price on there at the moment, but you can sign up for the waitlist. So when I go live, the price will be back on there. For my first round of students, there was a price on there. Before you could apply, you got to look at the price. And I think this is a very common marketing tactic in the coaching industry is not telling people the price until they hop on a call with you or send through their application. And again, it doesn't sit right with my values. And it was funny when I told my boyfriend about this, I was like, this is what I'm applying for. Like, I always love to hear his thoughts. As someone who's not in the coaching industry, it's also quite nice to have someone who has like fresh eyes. And his response was as soon as I said it was like this blind application, I had to pay to apply and I didn't know what the price of the program was. And I was stressing that it was going to be $50,000. And he was like, this sounds like a scam. Are you sure (laughs) this isn't a scam? I'm like, no, no, no. This is just how it's done in the coaching industry, babe. And then it was like this little penny drop. I was like, man, that is really scammy. And it made me think about recording today's episode. So (laughs) this was the whole inspiration behind it and the motivation again to dive into this topic of this dark side of the coaching industry. And I guess my key takeaway from this particular experience is to rethink the application process to make sure I'm making everyone feel included, to make sure my programs are accessible. And it's important for me to make sure no one else feels like I have an exclusive little club and, you know, throws other people back into that experience from high school when everyone was in cliques and it was like the cool kids and the nerds and then you know, trying to make friends with everyone and the bullying that's involved because kids are just evil human beings, in my opinion. Uh, It's important for me that no one else feels like that. So that was quite eye-opening for me. And it also kind of validated some of the marketing techniques that I like and I don't like. The other thing that happened with this this program is I'd obviously been on a wait list and then this coach had gone through their wait list and shoulder tapped um, 10 or 12 people early to come into the program and offer them a special discount. And again, I was like, ouch, that hurts my feelings. Like I obviously wasn't good enough to be shoulder tapped then. And yeah, it's a very, very interesting one to think about. And it's made me realize a lot of things. And I'm not gonna lie, I've probably lost quite a lot of respect I had for this coach, um, which is disappointing. I do think it's very difficult in the coaching world to find high level performing like multi-millionaire coaches who I actually do respect and gel with a lot. Um, It's been very difficult for me to find someone that I want to work with in this past year. So if you guys have anyone that you follow and you absolutely adore, please jump into my DMs and share them with me because I'm always looking for new people to be inspired by And yeah, if you know any coaches who you've worked with who have been amazing, please, please, please do let me know. And yeah, I wanted to end this episode on a positive note because I was feeling really shitty about this experience this week. And I know after I recorded this last episode, the one that I deleted on the coaching industry, I felt like a bit down. And I just want to remind you guys that this is an awesome industry to be part of. There's good people in here and there is a couple of bad people and a couple of scammy people. But I always think the good outweighs the bad. And I'm very, very proud to be a coach myself, to sell the courses that I do sell 
And it's something that I'm looking forward to continue growing in 2023. And hopefully I will see some of you guys in my courses and programs as well. If you have any questions, always feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. I'm at Ellen McKenzie with two E's on the end also linked in the description of today's episode. And with that, I'm going to leave it here. It's been a little bit of a long one today, so I hope you enjoyed it. And with that all out of the way, I will see you in the next episode. Bye, guys. Bye.